Well, hello everybody. Welcome to the latest episode. It's the Baggies Broadcast. It's season two, episode 18, take two. I'm your host, Nathan Judo. I'm here with West Brom correspondent, Mr. Matthew Wilson. How the devil are you, Mr. Wilson? I'm fine, thanks. How are you? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. It's like I got, got over, got over on Friday night. A few little drinks. Me and me and me and Matthew weren't at the Baggies game on, on Friday night. We had Mr. Joe Edwards there covering it. Um, brought some good luck. We were at the Midlands Media Awards, both both losers, um, but we we had some, we had a few drinks and um, you know clapped a lot of people who got awards on our table, which was lovely. Yeah, it was nice, nice to get uh, dressed up for no reason. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you have, a, have you got a black tie suit? Do you have, have you had one in the uh, in the old cupboard? I had to borrow one from the brother-in-law to be honest. Uh, you see, you look very smart though. To be fair, you look very dapper. Thank you very much. Are you are you a black tie kind of a guy? Would you prefer you prefer a suit or much more of a chilled out, relaxed kind of a? What, round the house? Gathering. Yeah, round, that, round the house, I wear full tuxedo. Well, you have to. You have uh, to in shade. You do. Does it not happen in shade, Wilson? It does. Yeah, cummerbund and everything. So I tails see, as well. You see, you see, cummerbund. I don't know whether I, I like a cummerbund or not. I think look at it strange. I've never, I've never worn one. Have to be honest. Not? No, I, I don't know what. How do, I don't even know how they work. <laughs> I don't know how they. Work. It's just to keep the belly in, in it, really. It's just oh, to keep the belly. Okay, that's that. Could, might could prove one useful. One, I might yeah, absolutely, yeah, especially later in life, to be fair, or earlier for myself. Um, look. Thing, happy days. I mean, you know, obviously you had the, the the weekend off, so to speak, but you can relax. Couple of wins in a row, and uh, Baggy's back to uh, back to flying high. Yeah, I thought um, I watched the game back on Saturday morning. That, that I was just speaking to you off 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 mic. Massive respect. Saturday morning, didn't even wait till like a Sunday afternoon. Saturday morning, as soon as you possibly could, straight on watching the whole ninety minutes. Was it? Yeah, I watched the whole ninety minutes. Respect. It was on the Sky, so I had it um, recorded. Kids, kids, there. We, we, we yeah, juggling, juggling duties. I was juggling a couple of duties, but okay. yeah, um, I, yeah, I, I watched it back just because I, <laughs> no, I was interested. Yeah, I yeah, wanted course, to know yeah. how they got on. If and they got beat three 0 would you watch it back? Maybe not. I might have done. I, I, I would have felt pretty through it. I would have felt that I'd obliged to do it. Obliged to do it for the professional integrity, but actually. Yeah, and because I knew the outcome, I, I did want to see how they played, and I thought it was probably one of their most comfortable away performances of the season, based on the TV footage that I saw. Sure, um, which obviously doesn't give you the whole picture, but um, yeah, it looked like one of their most comfortable away performances, and they've been pretty poor away from home. That being said, Ipswich looked really dire, particularly mm. for particularly first half. But I see, uh, you, you look at the scoreline, and it looked a bit closer than it actually was on on, on the night, wasn't it? Really, it yeah, was comfortable. Although it, they did hit the post in the in the last <laughs> kick of the game, Ipswich, which it would have been a, a shocker though that if that had gone in. You know? Yeah, if that had gone in, that would have been an absolute heartbreaking end. But um, I, I, they should have been about, they should have been you know clear away from Ipswich before that. It should have been about three or four nil. Mm. I think Rodriguez had a chance uh, that he just scuffed or or took his time over. Couple of other opportunities that they had. I think, you know, what I was delighted to see, primarily first and foremost, was the fact that Dalmore stuck with that four-three-three formation that he played against Leeds, mm. um, st- stuck with the winning formula, and stuck with the personnel. Um, I think that was important because it, if he had changed it and if he'd reverted to what he was doing before, that would have sent the wrong message to the squad. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And, and look, two wins in two. Fair play for Moore for changing it. Um, do you think that they look again more comfortable in that system? Do you think that's the system? Going forward for the rest of the season, or is it a bit horses for course, and you've got to you've got to you know change it up when you need to, when you think you maybe you might be overmatched. I think it's a bit of both, isn't it? I think um, the defenders, the defence obviously looks a lot more comfortable with that system. Mm-hmm. Agassi and Dawson look a lot more comfortable. I thought Agassi played well again um, on Friday night, um, and it plays to the strengths of this squad. Which, lest we forget, the majority of these players, or quite a few of these players, came in 
under Tony Pulis. They're quite um, set up to be powerful, um, strong, athletic players capable of of, of um, shutting teams out and hitting them on the break. Yeah. Um, you know, when, when, when Pulis' Albion were at their best, that's what they were doing. They were shutting teams out and hitting them on the break. Mm-hmm. Matt Phillips... Um, particularly f- flourishing in that season that they had, that was re- that they finished tenth. So this team, this squad, is almost geared up to it. And there's been a few tweaks from Darren Moore. You know, um, you've got a few, uh, a few different players in there. Obviously, the likes of Harvey Barnes, etc. Um, but I think this system plays to, to their strengths. However, I don't think you can say that they should carry on for the whole season because there was a time when the three four one two looked like it was fantastic yeah and it, you sure, know, sure. it caught teams on the hop I think um, there could be a, there could come a time down the line where teams work out how to play against this system or they or they pick holes or weaknesses in the team and um, you have to adapt it and tweak it I don't think it's one or the other I think it's more to do with just little tweaks here and there um, in you know in the words of Darren Moore pinching moments to try and um, adapt and, and, and develop and evolve over time Um the ideal, I would, I would guess, would be able to be good at both systems and, and both approaches to be direct and to be able to keep the ball, um, you know, comfortably at the back and, and, and pass it around a bit. This system is obviously working, though at least in the short term. Hal Robson Kanu, as he should have been, very pleased to see him start again. He deserved it. Dwight Gale on the bench. If this continues, is this something that, that Dwight Gale might have to get used to then in this, this with this three? Well, I'm curious to see who he plays uh, against Swansea mm. in midweek because obviously that gives you an opportunity to say, well, we've got congested fixture schedule. Sure. We need to rotate for fitness reasons and and we don't want to burn the players out. So it gives uh, the manager a chance to make those decisions that, you know, he obviously, you can't drop anyone after Leeds. No. And now in hindsight, although we were talking about it before the game, in hindsight, of course, you can't drop anyone out of the league because it was it was a fantastic performance. Mm-hmm. But you probably you probably could rotate players after uh, that win against Ipswich. I thought Robson Carnu, although he won a lot of free kicks and and did what he's good at, um, he didn't pass the ball as much as I wanted him to in the game. Okay. That being said, he did lay the ball on on a plate to Jay Rodriguez in the second half, and Rodriguez should have stopped that chance away. But I would I I would like to see Robson Carnu rather than sort of. Running down blind alleys, and, and to be fair to him, normally when he does that, he does win something. He's either a free kick or a corner or a yeah. throw. He does win something, so he's actually quite an effective player at doing that. But sometimes he's just sort of rather when the, when the pass is on, he sort of takes that extra touch, has a shot, or you know when you actually want to lay lay it off to a teammate. Mm. Um, that's my only one. It's a minor criticism of him because I thought he did did okay against Ipswich. Um, I thought it was not it was not as sort of bombastic as the Leeds Leeds performance. They weren't as they weren't firing on, on all cylinders, sure, but it was still a comfortable uh, result. Um, you know, obviously, had Adarabai not made that mistake, mm. they would have come away two 0 winners, and um, I don't think anyone would have been worse than that because that was probably a fair reflection of the game. Bounce back ability, though, Darren Moore has done it. Two excellent wins. I mean, Albion uh, joined fourth in the table now, only three points away from from the mighty Middlesbrough in, uh, mm-hmm. in, in second. But you know, they've, they've come, they've, they've, they've rode the storm. They've, they've, they've got. There and they look like they change look more confident in themselves and that's great going forward because they've got plenty of games coming up now haven't they I mean it's going to be fast and furious yes yeah, a lot of games a lot of tough games as well I mean I know Swansea got battered by Norwich at the weekend but they will be tough away from home mm-hmm. in midweek this uh, on Wednesday yeah 
Then after that, you've got Brentford at home. Okay, they've fallen off really since Dean Smith um, left and Albion should be targeting three points from that. But then you've got Villa and Sheffield United, two really tough oh, games. Goodness me. Uh, especially considering the way that Villa have, um, have started to play under Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, four wins from six for them. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be, it's a tough old, it's a tough old run the next four games. Um, and then you, you go into the Christmas schedule. Okay, there aren't so many tough games in that, in that period, but they come thick and fast. And if you're not on the ball, then you could, um, you know, you could, lose games and, and I think as we've seen this season um, when they lost to Hull and they lost to Wigan you can't take anything for granted at all Before that Leeds game and if they'd lost these obviously they didn't Darren Moore was, was, was coming under a bit of criticism from some of the fans he needs to get some credit now with the changes he's made to get back on track hasn't he because that, that's, that was probably his first real test I would have thought you know what I mean with the grace period over yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, I described it as a coming-of-age moment. Um, it was a real big step in his managerial career. Um, we've, we've covered this before on the podcast, but it was it was proof that um, he will not be too stubborn to change. He's not too proud um, too proud to change um, if he thinks it's it's the right thing to do. Um, um, there'll be some people that argue it should have come earlier, but um, I think. Um, Considering the results, you know, managers will always look at the results that they're getting, and um, considering the results that they were getting, albeit perhaps not the performances, they thought that was the best way to get mm-hmm. the best out of this squad. But when the results start to tail off, then then that's when he made the change. And fair play to him, like you say, I agree. I think he deserves a lot of credit. Um, but also uh, the players as well for um, putting that performance in against Leeds, um, raising it on, on on a night that was. A big night for the club, and yeah. very, a big, very. There was a lot of pressure on them that 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 <clears> night, and um, and they, to back it up against Ipswich as well, because they've been really poor after the international breaks as well this season. You know, the game against Blues where they got absolutely absolutely battered, mm. should have lost that game. Really. One-one battering, I yeah, remember. Came away with a one-all draw somehow, and then the game against Wigan where they were, to be honest, outplayed by Wigan mm. for most of it, and. Um, so yeah, th- I thought that was a, a another good win. Although Ipswich are poor, um, you know you, you you never sniff at an away win, um, no. particularly on a Friday night. You know, the Ipswich fans all had clappers. They were trying to generate an atmosphere. They yeah. they, fa- they fancied it, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, new ma- new manager yeah, as course, well. Yeah, You've got yeah, all these yeah, things absolutely. that are playing against mm-hmm. you. And um, Sky game, Sky game. Um, I haven't been very good on, on the box this season, but. You know, I think that was a good, that was an important win. That was a good, it, it was a lot more, like you say, it was more comfortable than the 2-1 scoreline suggests. Mm-hmm. But they ground it out in the end. And yeah, I, it, I'm i quite positive now after these, these two results. I mean, it is only two results. But like you say, this system seems to be, seems to have rediscovered a bit of uh, form for the side. And um, hopefully they can take it on now and, and go on one of those runs that you need to go on if you're going to go up, which is, you know... Uh, an 8, 10, 12 game unbeaten mm-hmm. run where you really start putting the hammer down and yeah. hopefully they can do that now. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, got a little segment coming up uh, but, but this this podcast, Matt, is mainly for the fans. We've got some great questions in this. It's sometimes nice. We don't, we have, we have a lot of jam-packed shows where we can only get three or four or five questions out but we've got some really good ones. We're going to have a little bit more time today so we're going to get, get um, onto the questions sooner rather than later and, and answer quite a fair few because, you know, the peeps want to know some stuff from the from the West Brom Oracle. But first of all, we've got buy or sell, Matt. Buy or sell the following. 
I'm not talking about shares okay. or Bitcoin. I'm talking about West Brom. So buy or sell. Easy to say, buy or sell. What do you believe in? Buy or sell, Matt. Hal robson Carno will start more games than Dwight Gale for the rest of this season. What? Oh, so, sorry, what? No, what's the what's buy or sell? <laughs> so you're buying that, you're buying that as the oh. correct, you're selling it, saying that's not going to happen. Buy oh, or sell. I see, it's like a bet. Yeah, it's like so. buy, so it's like, you know, shares or oh, spread betting, so you're going to buy that, you're going to sell it, basically. Right, okay. Um, so Hal robson Carno will start more league games than Dwight Gale for the rest of the season. Sell. Sell. Is that essentially true or false? That's yeah. basically false. It's basically, it's basically true or false. Okay. We're basically playing true or false. We're playing true or false. Okay. <laughs> to call it true or false? That's, yeah, false. <laughs> okay, false, okay. You think kind of we'll, we'll get 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 his games, but but Dwight Gale's your main man. He's your goal scorer. Yeah. I think Gale will. Um, don't get me wrong. I think Robson Carno is quite crucial to the way they're playing at the moment. But I think there is a way that 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 Albion can play with Gale as well. And I think um, it. You know, you could almost see that front three being rotated. You could almost see all three of them playing. And I know it would, it would seem sacrilege to drop Harvey Barnes, but you. Because he's got seven goals, and I think he's hit the post about five times. Yeah, yeah, he loves, loves, loves a bit of post. Lethal. Yeah, um, he loves a bit of post. Loves a bit of post, <laughs> like post from Pat. <laughs> Hello, dear. Um, so yeah, I but I do think you need to, if you can, you try and get Gale on the pitch because mm-hmm. he is lethal. Although to be fair to Rodriguez, that was a nice finish at the, uh, on yeah. Friday. I thought as well, good movement inside the box. Okay. Um, true or false? <laughs> okay. True or false? Harvey Barnes will still be an Albion player on February the 1st. True. Yeah? I are think, you becoming I, more confident? Yeah, I just think that Leicester are not struggling. If they were struggling, then maybe they'd recall him. I think they appreciate the development that he's going under at, at Albion. I think they. I think he's got a sensible agent who would who would tell Leicester, look, if he's not going to come, if he's going to come back and play no games for you... There's no point doing that. He's mm. too good for under-23s football now. Last season, there was a suggestion that he got recalled from Barnsley because Leicester actually kind of wanted to win the uh, Premier League t- uh, Premier League 2 for the under-23s oh, teams. Yeah, yeah. So he, he played a lot in that. He didn't really play many first team minutes. He's too good for that level now. He needs to be playing senior football. Is he going to really play at Leicester where they've got Madison, um, Gazal, mm. um, Damari Gray... All Brighton, you know, they've got a lot of players in those forward areas. Vardy, Okazaki, etc. Mm-hmm. etc. Mm-hmm. Um, is he going to play above Nacho, those? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of forwards. Probably not. So um, why don't you let him score twenty goals in the championship? His value will go up. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. he becomes hotter property, mm-hmm. and then he comes back to Leicester flying. Mm-hmm. Do you really need him? Are you going to finish? Leicester are going to finish between eighth and twelfth anyway. Mm-hmm. Regardless, mm-hmm. I can't see anything else happening. So, yeah. um, or do you just let him have this season, this mm-hmm. breakout season? Mm-hmm. Don't cut it short, and then you can reap the benefits next season. Good stuff. Um, true or false? At any stage of his career, career, Dwight Gale will be a permanent Albion player. True. True. Okay. I think it's going to happen. True. Based on meeting him the other day um, during the international break, based on the noises coming out of the northeast, um, I think we are increasingly getting into a situation where there could be a deal struck between Newcastle and West Brom to make the loan deal between the two clubs permanent. Um, especially if Benitez is still a Newcastle manager because he doesn't fancy Gale in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. He does fancy Rondon. Timing's good with him scoring that double. Gale uh, 
obviously likes it at, at Albion. You just have to look this week about um, Yannick Balassi posting an Instagram message uh, after the derby between Villa and Blues. Mm-hmm. He's saying, you know, the, the, what colour is the city, that yeah. sort of thing. And, and Gail put up a, a little blue and white markers mm-hmm. um, ahead, of the, ahead of the game in a uh, couple of weeks on Friday. Um, obviously, Balassi and Gail were at Palace together. They're friends, they're, team, they're former teammates. But Gail seems really to have invested in Albion. Mm. And I think he's enjoying being, although he's not playing at the moment, <laughs> but he's enjoying being the main man. Yeah. He feels loved. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think there, I think we're, in, we're, we're getting into an increasing um, point where actually that, that might be, that might happen. Whether it's January or next summer, I don't know. Well, but. I was going to say, like, I mean, trying to think about value for both players is very difficult. I mean, maybe, maybe the, the, they would offset I'm not sure. Um, well, I think Albion would would argue the negotiations would go on the contracts. Are. Yeah, the negotiations would probably go along the lines of well, Rondon, you're buying a Premier League player, mm. you think is a Premier League player, and you're selling someone who you don't think is good enough for the Premier League. Mm. So surely you you need to give us more money for Rondon. Yeah, Rondon's never played in the Championship. He's only ever played in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. That would be West Brom's argument at the negotiating table. Whether you think that's mm. correct or not, you know, I'm sure there's lots of Albion fans out there who who would rather have Gale over Rondon, mm. even in the Premier mm. League. Mm. But um, that would be the, their negotiating stance, and they would hope hope to get you know maybe some money um, for Rondon over Gale. Newcastle's stance would probably be well, Gale's got a longer longer on his contract. Um, he he's it guarantees you goals in the championship if you're still in the championship yeah. next season. Um, so I suppose, like you're saying, maybe they'll cancel each other out and just agree to, to go their separate ways. But look, nothing's happened yet. Um, there's no need to do it in January. Um, there's been some suggestion that Newcastle might want to do something in January so they can free up a loan spot mm. to get someone else in on loan. Um, I suppose if you were Mike Ashley and you're penny pinching, you think, well, right, if we do, if we do a straight swap... Gale and Rondon, no money parts, and then we mm. get another loan in. Mm. That's a way of getting a body in without spending too much money on True. a transfer fee. So potentially that's that's an avenue. Um, but the last time I spoke to Luke Dowling, uh, Alvin's technical director, he he intimated that look, the, the Gale Rondon loan is for the season. We don't need to worry about that becoming permanent until towards the end of the season. Mm. So that's Albion's position at the moment. Okay, they're not going to push well. I don't believe they're going to push for a January uh, move, but Newcastle may may very mm-hmm. well push for a January move. And could you see, could you see you never a situation happen. with Rondon going and, and Gale staying just on a loan and just that deal being done between the two clubs? As a but then buying Rondon and Gale staying on a loan? Yeah. I would hope not. I would okay. hope that what Albin would do is what they did in the summer and say, if you want Rondon, we want Gale. Okay. Excellent. Well done. Uh, Jay Rodriguez will score 16 championship goals this season. True or false? True. He's already on nine, I think. Yeah. Is that right? I think he's on nine. 18 championship goals. Uh, true. Yeah. 20 yes. championship goals. Um, yeah. Oh, good. I, I, think, I think we've got the potential of having three West Brom players scoring 20 goals this wow, season. I think Gale... Just like last season. Gale, <laughs> Gale, Rodriguez and Barnes could all get there. If Barnes stays the season... Oh, that'd be incredible, wouldn't it? Well, I mean, you talk about footballing and seeing goals. I mean, a complete turnaround from last season. I mean, if the entertainment factor is back. That's great, isn't it? Um, I think I'm right in saying that 
at, it's been three years since anybody has reached double figures in the league for West Brom. Gale and Rodriguez are both already on nine. Barnes yeah. is on seven. So yeah. they're, they're, all three of them are going to get there, uh, barring injury. And um, so you're happy, Barnes. You want to stay for the season, don't exactly, you? You're scoring yeah. goals, you free it. roll. I mean, you would do one year as a young lad. You want to be playing. You don't want to be sat on the bench or miss out on the on the, on the seventeen, and then you're in on for the bench. His time the will old, come. Sub appearance. His time will come. He's mm-hmm. still young. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he's in the England under twenty one squad. His time will come. Yeah. If he, him and his agent have got any sense, they'll they'll, they'll hope he stays. Um, the, my favourite stat, though, to be fair, so, uh, of the season is the fact that. After Friday's game, West Brom have now scored 39 league goals this season. That is more than the total managed in three out of the last four seasons. No. Three of the last four? So that includes when they finished 13th under Pulis. So, I mean, it's, the numbers are fantastic. It's, it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's incredible. enjoyable. Because yeah, yeah, if, yeah. if you go to the football and what you, and you know, those moments that you enjoy are goals uh-huh. and then other quirky bits aren't there the, the right. bits that you, you, you tell what you go home and you tell people about mm-hmm. are the great goals you, you saw yeah. I mean those quirky little bits mm-hmm. you know like those, mm-hmm. those moments of quality that, that yeah. really shine out yeah. um, and I suppose you know okay they've been dodgy at the back at times this season but they're delivering on, on the entertainment value there's no doubt about it no season ticket you're definitely getting value for money that's absolutely certain uh, true or false Oliver Burke makes five league starts this season five league starts Oliver Burke false yeah he hasn't made one yet has he I know so false yeah I mean we're a third we're more than a third of the way through the season can you so. not see him you know trying to fight his way back in there and with an injury and then and then he maybe gets a chance or would his system would you not trust him in this system as they're playing at the moment well this system that they're playing at the moment he could have a part to play as one of the front three I think he wouldn't he never trusted him as a sort of winger but would he do the would he do the defensive duties that, that Barnes and Robson Carney do mm. I'm not sure I mean I don't know it, it, look there's obviously something not quite ready about Oliver Burke because successive managers have not trusted him mm. um three successive managers and then there was also the managers at RB Leipzig who felt similar so he's obviously not responding to what he's being asked to do um, enough um, and I wouldn't be surprised if if he was to leave Albion you know either in January or, or in the summer I still think the the primary the primary aim is is for the club to get something out of him to try and get him ready for the first team um, but there comes a point, I suppose, where you just have to cut your losses. Mm-hmm. And if somebody comes in for him and offers enough, then then you say yes. But we'll, I don't I don't know whether anyone will. That's mm-hmm. the question. I mean, who's going to? Because he's he's sat on the bench for the last eighteen months and done nothing. Who would take blame for that that purchase? I'm sure people would try and shift it to one or to the other. Is it is it Tony Pulis? Is it is it the hierarchy? Is it everyone who's got? I mean, surely everyone's got to. Everyone okay was saying it. it. Yeah, everyone was saying it. But I think. I think um, ultimately the, the the blame lies at the door of the board who sanctioned it, which mm. would be um, John Williams, um, Chairman John Williams, for, former Chairman, sorry, John Williams, former Chief Executive Martin Goodman, and former Technical Director Nick Hammond. Because if you, you know if you hold the purse strings and, and you say yeah, fifty million pounds is a good uh, is good money for him, yeah, then you know it, it's at your door. I mean. I'd like. I tell you what, I would like to see. I'd like to see Adama Traore and Oliver Burke have a race, 
because they both are very similar, I mm. think, mm. in the sense that they are just speed merchants with so much power and pace. And ability, but not using it, you know. Not, not using not it correctly, using it, yeah. I think. Um, I'd love to see those two have a race. Mm. I just think it'd be a fascinating spectacle. <laughs> just as a side. Yeah, I was just watching more of yesterday. I just thought, I'd love to see Traore and Burke have a race. <laughs> or, or even a fight. <laughs> a fight? Or Traore, well, they're they're just, stacked. Well, they're, they're, they're both big boys. They are, but Traore is absolutely, he's, he's like a monster. Yeah. Well, so is Burke, to be fair. I mean, he's easy, well built, yeah. Burke's, big boys, he's tight, boy. yeah. Yeah, it's big boys. So they've they've got physique about them. They're very unique players anyway I wonder, I wonder if the physique maybe prevents them from from getting that because he's so big that, you know what i mean it's like built like a yeah um you know like a male model i i, I don't know i mean the future for oliver burke at the moment is looking bleak at Albion. Mm. Mm-hmm. um you know he's been put on these special training regime um apparently he's responding well to that um but until until he does it on the pitch that you know yeah a loan move maybe in January and then and then take a hit on him if someone wants him in the summer he does well somewhere back in Germany or whatever you know it's yeah that's, that's I didn't see him in Germany do you see much of him in Germany do you see much of him before, before I don't the, think he played too much or did, or did too well no um, there was some pretty damning comments from the RB Leipzig um, I think it was the head coach or the sporting director that he just wasn't responding to what they were asking him to which, which really surprises me because I've interviewed him a few times and he comes across like a really switched on bloke you know sometimes you interview footballers and, and they don't but Burke actually comes across like he, the switched-on guy, and he, he quite, you know, quite erudite, quite, quite receptive, and I, it just surprises me that he wouldn't be able to take on messages on board. But then again, you know, everyone's different, aren't they? I suppose. Yeah, but I mean, for, to, to part for fifteen million quid, they must have seen something. Well, exactly. Yeah, I'm sure there is there is potential there. I mean, there, mm. there, there, there is. I've seen it myself in under 23s games and Carabao Cup games and things like that. But I just don't know if he has the. Maybe it's the. What's the what's the phrase? Maybe it's the 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 longevity of his mental ability to mm-hmm. to sort of hold focus for ninety minutes. Yeah, does yeah, that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, no, I understand. Um, because it is men, you know, it is mentally mm-hmm. draining, and you have to be always constantly looking about what where, what position you are yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. And while he might be capable of these fantastic moments of brilliance, that actually over the course of ninety minutes, he, he his mind wanders. Mm. I just wonder if that's it. I mean, I'm I'm. I'm I don't know, but I'll speculate. But it is interesting the whole situation. I mean, you could you could talk for hours about about. I'd love to see him, the specifics I'd, of it. I'd love to see him do well. I mm. really would. Um, uh, you got to remember, he's still young. Yeah, yeah. he's still only twenty one, I think. Yeah, yeah. So look, he's, he, he potentially has still got plenty of time left. So mm-hmm. hopefully, he's just one of those that more and more work on the training ground. A few more other twenty threes games. Maybe like you say, a loan spell. Um, but then again, would you would you loan him out and would you? What if you then get a few injuries and you need someone? Mm-hmm. And okay, you're playing someone like Ray Hantella, who's 16 rather than Oliver Burke. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But um, a loan spell, if if they're comfortable with what they've got, might might not be the worst idea in the world. True or false? Baggies will spend 10 million pounds or more in January. False. Do you think they spend nothing? Unless, or very little. Unless they very little. Unless mm-hmm. they sell someone. Okay. They sell someone for fifteen, twenty. Then yeah, they, they they can spend that much. But I don't. I can't see him spending ten just off the bat. I can see him spend. I can see them getting. I can see them maybe spending three or four. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the financial reality of of relegation is your. Um, unless someone comes in for a Dawson again for 20 mm. mil or something like that unless you million. sell a Dawson or a Rodriguez yeah. but 
Would you? I mean, at the moment, the squad looks good enough to go up. Yeah, I agree. Um, I would argue they probably need a defender. They might need another midfielder, although James Morrison's coming back and he's playing really well at the moment. And they've moved Matt Phillips inside <clears throat> to that central role. He's playing well there, you know. Um, but you need that depth, don't you? Especially going forward, especially for the, you know, it's a, it's a long old... You do, you do. Um but then there are players who who aren't who aren't playing that much. You know, yeah, like Sam Field. Um, so, I I think defence is probably the area they need. Maybe a right back, arguably. Maybe another centre back. Um, maybe someone that can do both. I don't know. But um, I, I I can't see them spending ten million without selling someone first. Okay. Lastly, they're all the, the, these last three are all very very quick. Uh, true or false? Buggies will make the top two this season. Be automatically promoted. I'm going to go with... Oh, I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm, oh, because I can just see... I can see Middlesbrough going up. Oh, yeah. Come on, the Borat. They just keep clean sheets. They just don't consider the goals, do they? So, um, and, and then you've got, you've got others like Leeds yeah. and Sheffield. Well, Leeds aren't that good, but... Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna go with true. I, okay, okay. I'm go with true. I think there they, we go. I think I tell you what. I think they'll finish second. Well, it knocks my next two out because I said uh, baggies, true or false, baggies make the playoffs and true or false, baggies get promoted. So you've, you've answered those two. Okay, good, good, good. True or false, enjoyed it or or buy or sell or hit or miss or whichever way you want to dress it up. Okay, um, red or green. Yeah, <laughs> hit miss or Matt. Right. Okay. Uh, questions. We said we'd come on to questions from the fans. That's what we're here for today, and that's exactly what we are going to do. Okay. Once you found them. Yes. Uh, Safia Outlines asks, Mr. Wilson, will slash should uh, Bartley, Kyle Bartley, be able to get back into the team when fit? Bartley was a big buy in the summer. However, he struggled with the back three and was also very fond of pointing the finger at teammates. Meanwhile, the current four seem to have a very good chemistry. I'd agree with that. I, th- I don't think Bartley gets back into the side as it stands once he returns from his knee injury. Um, I do think he was a bit unfortunate to be played on the left-hand side of a back three, asked to play out there from the back, didn't play to his strengths whatsoever, probably not what he signed up for, not um, yeah, not not in his repertoire really, mm-hmm. uh, considering he's right-footed and that's sort of no-nonsense centre-half by all accounts. I think he'd look like a lot better, like a much better player in this system yeah. uh, alongside Dawson or Higazi in the back, in a back four. That being said, I don't think he gets back into the side. Um, I think the back four are looking quite good at the moment. Okay, Callum Hayward. Um, oh, I'll, 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 put, I'll say the whole conversation. Callum Hayward, what's happened to Johnny Lecco? Annie Dickens replies, people realise he's not very good. Callum Hayward, going forward, he's very good. I'm assuming his defensive work is holding him back. I think that's probably a fair assessment. Um, Lecco is, you know, one of those young players who shows flashes of brilliance and is capable of beating a man um, doesn't always have the end product doesn't necessarily have the um, you know we talked about Burke earlier doesn't necessarily have the defensive um, stability of others um, I think he's fallen behind Carl Edwards in the pecking order um, in terms of uh, young potential players coming through um, and you know he's another one that can maybe do with a loan away um, whether he gets that remains to be seen because uh, I think with so many games coming so thick and fast in the championship um, this season, you know there 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 is there are 
I think people at the club are nervous about letting players go out on loan in case they need them again. Okay. Uh, Mark Groves, now we've kind of answered this, but um, he's put a little bit of a different twist on it. Is it an option that we would consider trying to make the Gale move permanent in January to prevent the risk of him going back to Newcastle or elsewhere in the summer? So you think that maybe get that deal done ASAP because if he scores another 10 15 goals at the end of the season, his value goes up even more. And maybe there's some Premier League clubs or, or, or high Premier League clubs that want to come in for him then, whereas he's maybe, maybe this is as good a chance as you're going to get him in January. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good point. Although I would say that Gales had a fantastic first half of the season, so his value is probably quite high at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'd, I think if he was to have a successful season at the Hawthorns, I think Alvin would probably be top of the list of places he would want to go. Um, you know, he's a family man, got two young children, wants to be settled, likes the idea of being settled. You know, if he's if he feels happy at, at Albion, um, whether it's January or the summer, I think they'd be top of the list. Okay, I mean, if Dwight Gale has had a fantastic campaign for the whole season, I think the Baggies are probably in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So... Potentially, if, if, if you do lose him, then there are other options, and there's more money, and you know all that kind of all that kind of jazz. Dan Nash, uh, it's well known that Darren Moore is Albion's coach for play in inverted commas without the ball, but we've only kept one clean sheet. So, do you think he needs an extra defensive coach in order to concentrate on simply being the team's man manager slash motivator, which appears to be his greatest strength? That's a good question. Um... No, I think some good questions this week. Some good I, questions this week. I think um, I don't think I think that I don't think that is a, is the only thing Darren Moore does no, it's in, a bit in harsh, training. Yeah. But um, I think, and I understand why he's saying that. But you've also got to remember that he plays. He's been playing a very attacking brand of football, and his his mantra has always been this season: look, we're going to try and score as many goals as possible because we need to score goals to get out of this division yeah. and to win games. There's no point drawing games nil nil or one all. We need to score goals. I think they've been a bit unfortunate not to keep clean sheets in the last couple of games. Deserved a clean sheet against Leeds. Deserved a clean sheet against Ipswich. You know they've conceded quite a few late goals mm-hmm, this season mm-hmm. to rob them of clean sheets. They've also conceded. Okay, they went through a stage of being really leaky at the back. Don't get me wrong, but I think I don't. I haven't got results in front of me. But they, they've only conceded more than one goal once in something like the last six or seven games. I think I might be wrong on that. But yes, they're con- they're still conceding goals, and it's a concern. Um, but they're looking more solid um, defensively and sort of off the ball. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say it needs a defensive coach. I would say maybe it just needs a readdressment of the balance of where they're coaching because I think there was a a focus at the start of the season on right, we need to score goals. Yeah, we are a team and a club that hasn't been able to score goals for so long, mm-hmm. or hasn't been able to score a lot of goals for so long. And if we can get out of this league, we need to get eighty goals this season. Yeah, we can't survive. We can't be doing with forty. Um, so I think they focused on that first. Um, I think now what we're seeing is perhaps maybe a, a, a readdressing of the balance of the team. Um, so yeah, and it's up to the other coaching staff. You know, he's got enough coaching staff there now. He's got two assistants in Wayne Jacobs and Graham Jones, and he's got um, Jimmy Shan, of course, as well. So he's got enough people around him to 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 focus on defence and attack. And um, that I think we're starting to see a, a bit more of a balance to the side. 
Excellent. Uh, this seems like an easy answer, this, but maybe not. I don't know. Maybe maybe Baggies fans might 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 feel different. Uh, Charlie Swift, would you rather win the next two and lose to Villa or lose the next two and beat Villa? Oh, right. He's asking that because I asked that on Sunday. Oh, he did? It's a good question. And no, the, is it? The fans... The, is it? It's not a good question. Or the, you don't think it's a good question? What, six points from nine or three points from nine? Yeah, but... I know, but come on. So the response to the poll, and bearing in mind... Of nearly 2,000 fans voted, okay. was 55% in favour of beating Villa and losing the two games. Does that surprise you? It does surprise... I understand. Look, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. When I was covering Wolves last season and win the championship and they got beat 4-1 away at Villa, you know, if you... I guess it's... I guess it's different, but, you know, they went up and Villa, Villa were obviously, obviously terrible. I guess it's not... And, and get promoted or, or, or stay in the division, but oh, if it was if it was get promoted or beat Villa twice, I think everyone would say promotion. But yeah. this is why this this is why I sent that question out because I was curious, especially in the weekend where we had, um, you know, obviously the the South American derby getting called off for mm-hmm. nonsense down in Argentina, mm-hmm. um, and then we had obviously Villa Blues, and and I just I just was I was curious about how important rivalry is to fans. Would you forego three extra points? Just to have that that Bragging moment rights. that moment over your over your local rivals and it, and you know I mean you play them again as well you do play them again I'm you know there it's an interesting question because what is football about it's about like those sort of moments of elation isn't it and and what's more what makes you happier mm. there's all oh, six does having six points it's having three points more in the league so you're okay yeah maybe you might be a bit further up in the on the on the table you might be a bit further away from Villa or does having that Having that moment where you, yeah, we 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 beat you, we we bested you um, over ninety minutes. I don't know. I mean, I'm just curious. I, d- I don't know what the answer is. Um, I think Charlie was asking me for my opinion. I would, having thought about it, I think I would go with six points because I think after that run of three games, you can justify losing to Villa because you say, well, it was just a derby game. Anything can happen in a derby. Yeah. Whereas you can't really justify losing to Swansea and Brentford, mm. particularly Brentford at home. No. That's a poor result. And yeah. that might do more long-term damage. But, you know, these derby days are important to people. Yeah, they yeah. are important. Yeah. I mean, it's... And I think the majority of fans are, are, are sensible, realistic. And, you know, they, they, they don't hate Villa fans. We know a lot of Villa fans. But it's that that's why they want to beat them. Because they know them and they just... They want to have that little moment, that little spring in their step for that week that they can, they can take the MI. Well, I was going to spell out Mickey, but I don't do that, do I? They can take the Mickey out of their friends. How um, how, how big is that rivalry between Villa and Albion? I mean, obviously you've, you've got Villa Blues, but what's the kind of like animosity level of one to ten? It's pretty high. Mm. Um, I would. Is I, Albion Wolves bigger? I think I think it depends on your generation as an Albion fan. I think. Um, the reason why Villa fans would, would would claim that West Brom fans are obsessed is because I think for Villa Blues is the big one, mm. um, and I think for Blues Villa is the big this one. This Sunday, I think it's Villa Blues actually. It's is just it? been. Oh no, it's just been. Sorry, it's just been. been yeah, yeah. got beat. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think for Albion, depending on your generation, some of you, some of them see Villa as the rival. Mm. Some of them see Wolves as the rival, depending on who you play the majority of times. Who's your rival, Matt? Um, I. Don't like either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, for me, for me personally. Um, so I, I suppose I grew up in an era where Wolves were the main rivals. Okay. Um, when you know, 
when Albion was sort of a second tier team with Wolves and, and Villa were in the were in the Premier League mm. um, or in the top tier. Um, but then a lot, a lot, in fact, far too many of my friends are Villa fans. Right. So I would really like to beat them. Okay. Um, but um, that's the fan of me. As a journalist, you know, obviously I, I want them all to do well. Um, as an Express and Star journalist. Oh, but, oh uh, wow! But you said that before the awards, you know, maybe probably get you a few more, a few more votes. Yeah, but um, I, I think it's different for 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 each Albion fan. They, you know, they probably each have their own individual sure. memories. Um, but I don't get me wrong. I think, I think they just want to beat them both. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. I think this is good. We move on to the question. Um, Sam, what underscore Sam underscore said says. Why are we not seeing Sam Field anywhere near the starting eleven? Does he have a future here at the Hawthorns, or could he be yet another youth prospect who might leave us for someone else? Well, he could be. Yeah, I mean, if he doesn't get game time, he's gonna at some stage in his life and his mm-hmm. career, he's gonna have to say, "Well, I need games. I need minutes." Um, I've said so many times that I think Sam has been uh, mistreated. I don't. I think he should have been sent out on loan a couple of times if he wasn't going to play. I think Pardew particularly mistreated him quite significantly. Um, Hamza Darby asked as well. But I think thing. at the moment... Should he be asking for a loan move? But I think at the moment, you know, you've got in front of him, you've got Livermore, who's played quite well this season. James Morrison, who's back in the team, is playing quite well. Matt Phillips looks like a new player. Or like, well, no, he, he's, he was good to be, before, to be mm. fair, but he, he's flourishing in that midfield role. And you've got Gareth Barry, who's looked quite calm and, and assured. I wonder, and even Chris Brunt, I would argue that Chris Brunt, although he has his foibles at central midfield, I would argue that he, he plays the ball forward more than Sam Field. Sam Field seems to recycle possession a bit more. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm a massive fan of Sam Field. Long-term listeners will know. I've, I've been championing him since he first came through. Mm-hmm. I think he's got fantastic ability, mm-hmm. lots of potential. Um, I think he needs games. That's yeah. a simple fact. And Look, if he's not going to play at Albion, he needs to go out on loan. Um, and I, I would be over the moon, actually, if he got a loan deal But I, I, in January. But I, to be honest, managers have to be selfish and they have to put the club's interest at heart. Um, and unfortunately, the short-term interest is that they need to get up. And mm-hmm. if they... You, and you've got James Morrison, who's just come back from a long-term injury. And yeah. You've got Gareth Barry, who's 37. Mm-hmm. You've got Chris Brunt, who's 33. Um, and then so you're left in the midfield too of what Jake Livermore uh, and Matt Phillips okay well if you get problems elsewhere you're going to need Matt Phillips further you know in yeah. a different position yeah, so yeah, yeah. actually Sam Field's not that far behind so do you want to um, risk not having that backup and not having a strong enough squad it's a real it's a really tough one for for uh, for, for managers and, and for the players as well really because you know, Fields sometimes not even getting in the squad, mm. and it's like, oh, you know, he can, he can, he can taste it. He can, he's so close, but yeah. so far, and it, it's, it's hard. Josh Evans is our chairman still alive? Yes, well, I assume so. Uh, <laughs> I haven't heard anything to the contrary. Um, Mister, uh, how do you say his name? Lee Paiu, I think it is. Mm. Um, Very nice to hear from him. Do you think, or do you think it's not necessary with with you know the structure they've got in place now? I, I don't know if. His English is good enough. Mm, like um, a translator or whatever, you know, and do an interview. Is, is that, I mean, that's something. He's essentially, but he's essentially um, just, uh, what's the term? He's essentially just a, a chairman by proxy in the sense mm. that he's, he's, he's Grouch and Lies sort of right hand man, um, but he doesn't have any football experience. Sure. He doesn't have any football credentials. He, yeah. he, 
he oversees this part of Lai's business. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? What? I mean, if he said something, would you what, stand up and take notice? And what exactly? Is he what say? is what's what? What's the what? What sort of gravitas do you hold mm-hmm. him? Because mm-hmm. he has no previous not football knowledge. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's just um, a notional sort of um, tie to suggest that. China is is taking more of a, an active role in in this season. After last season, they wanted to take a back step. Mm-hmm. Okay, we we bought this club, but we want to we want to take a back step. We want it to continue to run as it was before. This well oiled machine that was capable of staying in the Premier League each each year. And look what where that got them. So I think they're taking a bit more of a of a of a front not front foot because that's probably the wrong thing to say. But they're taking a bit more notice of what's going on. Mark Jenkins is heading up, heads out to China a lot more regularly than Chairman John Williams and, and Martin Goodman did. Um, you know, he goes out, I think maybe once a month, a lot more regularly to give progress reports. And obviously, uh, Lai Pu is um, is the chairman. And then you've got um, Kei Zhu, who's recently been appointed on the board, who's known as Ken, who's been ever since they took took over the club. Really, he's been he's been uh, based at the training ground, but now he's been made executive director on the board so just firming up um, and formalising his role on the board Um, so I think China is trying to take a bit more of a hands-on approach um, albeit recognising the fact that they are not the football experts and they're just leaving it to to others you know obviously they've appointed Luke Dowling as technical director they've brought Mark Jenkins back in as chief executive now Um, Jenkins doesn't have much um, experience as a sort of footballing man Mm -hmm, but he mm -hmm. does have experience of running the finances of a football club yeah so i think yes they want to they want to be more hands-on but they're acutely aware that they don't really know much about the about the game so i don't think we i can't imagine we're going to hear from lie pu um Anytime, anytime, anytime in the near future, and no. Gra- so they lift the championship trophy and day. Well, the and, maybe, uh, yeah. We don't mind listening to and them from there. Grouch on lie um, is showing no signs of wanting to come to any games this season. I think he, you know, he only ever came to the, the game against the Big Six mm-hmm. last last season. So I think he wants the team to be a Premier League side. Um, you know, it's, it's turned out to be a bit of a disastrous purchase for him. So um, we wait and see um, what happens. But um, I think their aim will be to get back up this season. It'd be really interesting to see what happens um, on the ownership front if they were, if Albion were not to get back up in the next two or three years. Once the parachute payments wear out, um, what what is Grouch online going to do? Is he going to hold on to the club? Or is he going to try and offload it? Yeah. Um, or is he going to put his, mo- his money, his own money in, which he hasn't done so far, apart from the strange purchase of Zhang Yuning, um, the Chinese striker who actually scored. Oh no, he came on. He came 13 on. minutes. 13, 13 minutes. 13 minutes. Hit the post. Oh, there you go. Nearly scored. First club game for nearly Loves two years. Loves the post. Yeah. Loves the post. He, who doesn't love the post? I love the post. Um, no more games for you, by the way, recently. No. After your um, your, your, your first half no, stunning performance. Yet. No, not yet. You talked about you talked about all these. You know, Saturdays free, and then you you talk the talk. Okay, so you the first jewels. Okay. You bought some. You have bought some new jewel shower gel, though, haven't you? So no, I haven't. No, <laughs> I can't afford that. Um, so the first Saturday, they all. The, the whole football team went to Cheltenham races. It's a good commitment for the team. Saturday just gone. They didn't have a game. No game. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't have a game. But this Saturday coming yeah. up, yeah, yeah, they've Happy got days. a game. Yeah, good for you. I'm going to a wedding. Oh no, I know. So whereabouts is the wedding? Um, you don't do both. Henley, Play in the morning. Henley and... on Thames. Oh, that's very posh. Very posh. Yeah. 
It could be Reading, to be fair. I don't know. Just found that area somewhere. Just down the penguin suit again. Good to go. There you go, yeah. twice in a week. Uh, right. Loads of questions. Quick fire answers, okay? Quick fire answers. We'll get we'll get through five or six. Okay, sorry. Now. Yeah. Okay, but it's been good. It's been really interesting. Been waffling. No, no, no. It's fine. It's it's all good stuff. Ian Hutchings. Uh, any truth that we are still after Tavener of Rangers? Um, well, it was one they were interested in the summer. Whether they rekindle that, I'm not sure. I mean, Adrabai is doing quite well at right back. Um, it's right back is obviously an area that they, that they want. I'm sorry, I realised you said quick fire answers. No, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I'm not sure at this stage. Uh, will we wait and see whether they rekindle that? Um, but Rangers were pretty. Well, Rangers were pretty adamant they didn't. They didn't want to sell him in the summer, but maybe that's changed. Martin Hutchinson, do you think we can play Barnes, J Rod, and Gale in the same team um, and have us balanced like what, what we have been in the last two games? Do you think all three of them can play? That's the question, isn't it? I mean, if you if you drop Robson Kano out, do you lose that presence up front? Uh, I think you do in in, mm. in some ways. I. I I think we saw at Middlesbrough mm. when they tried to play long balls up to Rodriguez and Gale. It didn't work as effectively as it has done with Robson Carnu. So, yeah, I'm not sure. That 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 question remains to be answered. I've got a feeling them three might play up front against... Um, Swansea? Brentford at home. Brentford at home. That's what I think, maybe. But we'll see, we'll see. Um, Graham Johnny, uh, is there a chance Burnley will come back in for J-Rod in January? And if so, would you begrudge him the move given his professionalism since the summer? I wouldn't begrudge him the move. Um, I think he has responded well. I'd be disappointed to see him go. I'd like to see him stay the season. Um, I think in the last couple of games, Rodriguez has been back to his best, really. Um, I think what he gives you, he's so fit. Yeah. You know, if, if, for somebody that has had question marks his whole career about mm. his fitness because mm. of these, this, this, this one big injury he yeah. had, yeah. he is super fit. He mm. runs around like no one's business and regularly lasts the 90, whether he's playing up front, off the left, um, wherever he is, he he is his fitness is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd like to see him stay. I think he's a, I think he's an important um, player for this team because I think what he gives you that work off the ball mm. allows you to defend from the front and press high. I think I think he's he's he sometimes goes you know under the radar, not under the radar, well maybe a little bit under the radar. Um, obviously, people that. Outside Albion, that don't watch them that often. Mm. Think, oh, Jay Rod's fantastic. He's got nine goals, brilliant. People who are a bit closer, sort of think, well, he's got four penalties, and yeah. he, you know, he's not looked great in all the games. Mm-hmm. But I actually think the stuff he does off the ball is really, really crucial. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't begrudge him a move. I just hope he doesn't go. Um, I think, but I wouldn't be surprised if Burnley came back in for him because they're struggling. Lovely short answers, excellent news. Right, here we go. <laughs> sorry, uh, Sally Price, uh, still not receiving my boiler man Teddy. Well, I'd take that up with idea or it's nothing to do with me. <laughs> well, no, it should be doing... It's everything to do with you, Matt. Come on. Uh, Dave Neal, uh, was Sacco injured last Friday? Uh, I wasn't at the game, so I'm not sure. Uh, I didn't cover the game, so I don't, I don't know. I don't, uh, I don't think so. No, I, I, didn't so see, I didn't see any suggestion you was. Um, I'll be asking about live. We've we, we kind of discussed that. Um, Gavin Poulton, any money for improving our squad in January? Or is it a seller's market for us? We've kind of just that. answered that really, yeah. haven't we? Um, Paul Chappell do you think Zhang will ever play for the first team no because he can't get a work permit unless China are ranked 50 or below in, in the FIFA world rankings they're currently ranked 75 right I don't think he, I don't think he'll ever play for the first team uh, do we have the option of recalling Naim to cover right back if we don't buy someone in January I think uh, that's a good question <laughs> domestic a, a reply said no one ever uh domestic loans you certainly go window to window you have the option I'm not sure about loans overseas mm. But I don't think Albion will do that. I think Nyon burnt some bridges with with uh, the, the coaching staff 
in the summer. I don't think Darren Moore is a big fan. And I think that is that. We've oh, we answered the questions. We've got all of them. I mean, there's a lot. There's a few that we've obviously answered beforehand. So we've got through all of them today. So good stuff. Uh, and we're 51 minutes in. Flipping hell. Okay. Uh, right. Swansea City, baby. Wednesday night. Um, I'll be looking to to get three on the bounce. Uh, Swansea obviously just had a, a battering by by Norwich City, but it, it won't be an easy game, Matt. I don't think so. I think um, Graham Potter's got them playing really nice football. Um, I think when it clicks, they almost remind me, from what I've seen of them, uh, very limited games, they remind me of Albion when they were playing this three at the back. When it clicks, it's brilliant, yeah, yeah. but you can get at them. Mm-hmm. And they're, if actually they can make mistakes at the back. I think there was one of the Norwich goals at the weekend where the goalkeeper just passed it out to his defenders. He got robbed and they just put it in the net. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that I think Rodriguez, Barnes, and if Robertson, Carnival, or Gale, whoever's up front... They could have a field day up front if they're told to press what is quite a young team. Mm. Um, and I, I expect Albion to be more physical. I expect them to be able to hopefully bully them a little bit. Is that is that the right mm. word? Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, I'm hoping that they come away with three points. But yeah, a midweek game, you know, away from home against a team just outside the playoffs, it's not going to be. It's not going to be easy. No, two long trips. But at least they've had that extra day. They haven't gone Saturday, Wednesday. It's a Friday, Wednesday. Do you expect that he might go with the same eleven? I don't know. I honestly don't know. Mm. Um, I think he we might, might get a few clues in the press tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah, we might do, and we, or we might not, like we didn't last week. But <laughs> I, I, I'm not. I, I could, I could completely understand if he did, because mm-hmm. this team has won two on the bounce and looks pretty comfortable doing it. But again, I could also understand if he decided, okay, we need to save Morrison, or we need to make sure. Um, probably Morrison's the main one. Um, need to make sure that you know whoever it is is fit enough for for the game against uh, Brentford. Um, they might just look to rotate a little bit, um, so we wait and see. How if we then predictions? It's Swansea City. It's West Bromwich Albion. I shall go first. I'll leave the final word to you, Matt. I'm going to say Swansea City one, West Bromwich Albion one. I think they're so close to a clean sheet. They're going to get one. They're going to get one, yeah. And I reckon it's going to be Swansea City nil, West Bromwich Albion one. Excellent news, excellent news. Always a nice welcome in Swansea. Always so fr- they're, they're genuinely pleased. Oh, they're lovely. To see what, as soon as you open that door, and the security let you in, and they are so thankful that you've travelled all that way. They know you've had a long journey. Wherever you've come from, whatever teams come to Swansea, they've had, apart from Cardiff, they've had a decent journey. And they're, they're lovely. They're lovely, and you can't but have a smile on your face. It's the, one of the nicest clubs to go to. Agreed. In, in the whole of the country yeah I agree England and Wales but yeah they're really nice should be fun Baggies fans fingers crossed three points have a great one Matt thank you very much been a pleasure thank you to thank you to the peeps they were great a superb question today yeah I agree and we'll see them all Wednesday from all of us take care bye bye bye